Viewer discretion is advised. Your fave will be criticized. That's Chris. That's Shan. And welcome to CCTV, the nonstop pop show. And since it is officially Black History Month, we have decided to talk about and highlight some of our favorite Black female pop artists. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Black pop girls are of particular interest to me because I am one. Truth be told, black artists and pop is not a new thing. There have been countless artists from the early part of the 20th century up until now. Um, during the earlier part of the 20th century, though, the popular African-American music was called race music. <laughs> so around the 1950s or so, there was more emphasis on doo-wop and uh, soul-inspired music. And you could hear that in such groups such as the Fabettes and the Chantels and, and even in 1960s with Barry Gordy when he had founded Motown. Yes, and Motown was kind of the first label of its kind to focus primarily on achieving a crossover hit into what the white people were listening to on the radio at the time. So the record label created hit girl groups and soloists such as Tammy Terrell, The Supremes, and Martha and the Vandellas. And I think it's safe to say that during this time, Black pop girls were all the rage, especially since The Supremes were one of the only acts to knock the Beatles off the number one spot. Yeah, and throughout history, Black women would make their mark decade after decade. So we are unable to cover everyone, but if you'd like to see another video or think of someone else we should add to this list, let us know and we'll be sure to uh, make a video about them as well. So we have created some playlists here on YouTube as well as on Spotify and Apple Music highlighting our favorite songs and most famous songs from these artists that we're about to talk about. So check it out. Starting off with one of the most famous vocalists of our time, Whitney Houston was signed to Arista Records when she was 19 years old by the CEO, Clive Davis, and he consciously crafted and molded her into a pop princess. Um, in 1985, Whitney Houston released her self-titled album, and it spawned hits such as How Will I Know, Saving All My Love For You, greatest love of all uh which was the first album that was a debut album and the first solo album by a female artist who produced three number one hits oh she is so amazing her voice I I think, she's, so she's just like the best vocalist of all time that we honestly I agree yeah anyway I agree. so her her sophomore <laughs> release uh Whitney released in 1986 was kind of a repeat of the first album but it spawned even more hits including I Want to Dance with Somebody which is still iconic yeah Seriously, oh, honestly, I actually use this song to audition for like musicals or any kind of show that requires me to sing. I'll <laughs> the clocks to yes. It's just iconic, and it it has a great mm. progression. And um, I think it's one of those songs where it's as soon as you hear it, you'll start dancing, karaoke, weddings. No matter where you are, you will definitely sing this song. And um, even with um Whitney's success. 
she had won 11 American Music Awards and she has gotten all this critical acclaim and she even had some of the best-selling albums of that time. Whitney mm-hmm. wasn't exactly seen as Black. Or, I mean, we all know she's Black, right? But she wasn't considered a Black artist because she was making pop music curated by a white man. Um, in fact, at the 1989 Soul Train Music Awards, she was actually booed or jeered or whatever you want to call it. Either way, their reception toward her wasn't exactly friendly. Um, so quickly thereafter, I guess she just got herself together and decided to work with more Black artists and Black producers. Um, for mm-hmm. her third quadruple platinum album, I'm Your Baby Tonight, Whitney released more quote-unquote urban music, <laughs> mm-hmm. including the title track, um, which is awesome because I'm Your Baby Tonight is probably one of my favorite songs. Um, oh, <laughs> mine too. It's aged so well too. Like that chorus, yes. like it, with modern production, any pop diva now could release that. Like it's right. still so good. I agree. And I love the bridge, the, oh my God, the bridge part where she's like, I'm like, oh my goodness. Um, she's amazing. And um uh, these days, Black artists, like you said, um, or any kind of artist could release this song. And um, she unfortunately had to, I guess, face the, the, the brunt of criticism because she was releasing pop music as a Black artist. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, she was 19, 20-something-year-old girl from New Jersey. Like, what control does she really have, especially in that time, you know? And um, nowadays, Black artists navigate through the pop soundscape without being considered a cultural or musical Oreo, such as our next artist. All right, the next artist we have to talk about is the amazing Janet Jackson. (laughs) Um, So she's the youngest of 10 children, which is crazy. Mm -hmm. Um, And she released her debut self-titled album at the age of 16. And the music wasn't the best. It was a little faceless and included songs like Say You Do and Young Love. Um, I don't like these songs, really. Do you? <laughs> no, and honestly, it, it was really faceless. It was. Um, you know, I feel bad for her, but you know, her father was in charge of everything, right? So, mm-hmm. what can you do? It's what you right. get, right? Dad. Yeah. So yeah, she did release another of these kind of faceless pop albums <laughs> called Dream Street. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was, it was kind of interesting because it didn't do too well in the charts either, did it? No, it did. And I think yeah. the only reason why people were kind of like, they had like a little bit of a interest in what she was doing is because she was doing all of her roles on television. And then right. I think during Dream Street with her bubblegum soul music, um, she was on fame. Right. So that was, that was about it. Um, but, you know, I think once she removed herself from underneath her father's thumb, Janet really got herself a great team when she worked with Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis on Control. And of course, the rest is history. Like, hello. (laughs) Um, Nasty, When I Think of You, Let's Wait a While, and Control are just some of the hits from this album. And then right after that, she decided to, (laughs) decided just casually, I'm going to (laughs) drop Rhythm Nation on you. (laughs) Drop Rhythm Nation and Miss You Much, Black Cat. And of course, the title track were the standouts of this album. Yes. And then in 1991, Janet signed a record-breaking multi-million dollar contract with Virgin Records for the estimated amount of 32 to $50 million. Wow. And after she renewed her contract, it was up to $80 million, making her the highest paid artist at the time, 
So basically she is just the queen of everything. Not just the queen of pop. She's just the queen of music. (laughs) For sure. (laughs) For sure. (laughs) For sure. I mean, she beat out her brother and she beat out Madonna at the time for the highest paid contract. So I respect that for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, Are there any songs that you like personally that you could recommend? Oh, my absolute favorite Janet song is If. Um, including yeah the dance is iconic the song like the lyrics are just so sassy and uh, And unintelligible because no one really knows what she's saying right I still don't really I still can't really sing along to the verses you know I wait for the chorus um I do have one friend actually who I think can actually do the whole thing it's very impressive but um I also have to give it to her and I appreciate that she actually featured Asians in like a Mm -hmm. sex club in the music video which that was very rare to see Asians on TV at all at that point Uh, let alone in a more kind of sexy way so I appreciate that yeah how about you (laughs) (laughs) well well, I mean I know a lot of people know Janet for being a little bit of a sex pot but I love her more heartfelt singles such as um all for you and um, doesn't really matter. And I love Escapade. Like her mm. sweeter tracks are something that really resonate with me because they are, um, they're not like bubblegum. They're just more innocent. Um, and the, of course the beat behind all the ones I listed are, are freaking amazing and the dancing. Um, and of course, when I was able to buy Janet's music, I actually bought Discipline. So I want to recommend feedback as well. Okay. <laughs> yes. Also, can we just say her voice is just, mm-hmm. it's such a beautiful tone. There's like an innocence yeah. to it also that she yeah. can play on, but then uh, it's just, it's got so many different textures to it. She's I agree. It's just amazing. No, I agree. She honestly, I um, I think you and I were talking about it when we were watching her All For You tour. Um, and if you haven't watched it, you're crazy and you're not invited to the brunch. Okay. Mm. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so her voice just sits in a nice place in that little, that little high pitched mix situation. Like it's so nice. I personally cannot stay up there. That's not the blend is not there but uh (laughs) she I've noticed that she sings like that naturally even when she's like singing kind of live into the mic um when she does sing live um no Mm -hmm. shade to her at all she's dancing like a freaking maniac so you know but when she is just sitting there singing like let's wait a while or you know just really just sing one of her little ballads um she sounds so pure and I really appreciate that about her as well but yeah, so Janet's career is expansive, of course, and we would love to talk more about her work, maybe during a one-on-one or something like that. Let us know if you want that. But for now, we're just focusing more on her impact and her more pop-oriented tracks. So, you know, the Velvet Rope is not going to be mentioned right now and all the other good stuff is not going to be mentioned. But, um, you know, right after that, we come into the 90s and we have some awesome girl groups all right so one of the most influential black women in pop for me is of course mel b from the spice girls who Uh. is still my all-time favorite artist of all time (laughs) so after being formed through an audition process that was advertised in a magazine the five members of the spice girls coined the term girl power and spread the message of equality for all during a very male driven time in the pop music industry. So not only was she the only person of color in this group, um, Mm. even just as females, they were really up against a lot um, to reach the success that they had. Wow, it's impressive. Honestly, I think it's one of those things where you could really see uh, 
you can really understand why there was such an impact that was made with certain, you know, music and certain singers because the times were so different back then, you know? I mean, I'm not too fond of the scary thing because you know how I feel. By now, the Sugar Bay's video of ours will be already out and whatnot. So you already know how I feel about like Black women getting treated as like scary. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I think she kind of owned it and kind of was like, you know what? I am intense. I am like this. And, you know, and I loved her look. I think that's one of the things about her beyond her being Black is that her look was always so funky. Mm-hmm. She'd have like little Bantu knots or something. And then she had like, her little tongue ring and she wore like a little bra on her pants. Like she was just hot and just and like awesome so i really appreciated her um the first album spice is the biggest selling girl group album of all time so it spawns singles such as wannabe say you'll be there to become one and i'm pretty sure everyone knows her you know oh tell me what you want what you really (laughs) really want at this point right um and in addition to her success with the groups she also has some solo hits and has been a judge on america's got talent and um on the X Factor UK and Australia. And she's just an all around good entertainer. And she's made such a huge impact on pop culture, like I mentioned. Yeah, she really, she has such a great personality. Like she's one of those people, every time she's on TV, like she's, it's just fun. Like she's just a fun yeah. person. Um, yeah. And I think she has actually talked about in the past about, you know, like she did have to fight to have natural hair in a lot of the videos. Mm-hmm. Like she did have to, you know, fight to, get makeup artists and and hairstylists that understood her different skin tone and and so she she you know she really she really did get go through a lot um in her situation um so she was actually also the first Spice Girl to release a solo song and that song was I Want You Back featuring Missy Elliott and it was number one in the UK and was also featured on the soundtrack for the film Why Do Fools Fall in Love uh so yeah yeah, and that video is a fun one (laughs) also uh, if you haven't seen that yes um so i do want to highlight one song from the spice girls discography um where mel b she so she usually does the lower tones in the group um Mm -hmm. usually Mm -hmm. the the, you know the low harmonies and everything and that's really highlighted in in the song last time lover from the first album Mm -hmm. she sings all the verses and it's just a really she just has such a a nice tone so yeah how about you any any favorites from the spice girls discography (laughs) <laughs> yes 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 well um because they are a group uh, <laughs> it's hard to really be like oh if you listen to this song at one minute and two seconds uh you'll hear this but um I will definitely like to just highlight spice up your life because again I don't think people really like give all that credit to her because she was the one doing the call outs she was the one you know call of the world uh-huh. <laughs> you know so I was like oh my God, she's talking to me and I also like um uh too much of course like that's like one of my favorite little oh I love that yeah. song <laughs> yeah no Mel she, she has she's really good um with the ballads too like she can make yes. her voice sound very delicate um mm-hmm. and yeah that's definitely highlighted in her verse and too much also in to become one um yeah. there's just such a warmth to her tone when she's singing these ballads as well that's really showcased so I agree. I agree. And of course, since we are across the pond in the UK, um, we're going to also talk about Shaznay Lewis of All Saints. While working as a background singer at a recording studio on All Saints Road in London, Shaznay met Melanie Blatt along with the Canadian sisters Natalie and Nicole Appleton. They went on to form All Saints one of the most influential girl groups of the late 90s. They were the full alternative to 
Spice Girls and Bewitched and other groups like that. And as the group's main songwriter, Shazne penned almost all of the group's hits and was honored with a Best Songwriting Award at the Ivor Novello Awards. So it's pretty damn awesome. And that was actually hosted by the British Academy of Songwriters. So it's her name is very big out there, even though it may not be something huge here in America. Yeah, she is a legit songwriter. Um, she's also written for other artists as well. But yeah, the All Saints discography is awesome. Like she mm. is such, it's very signature sound and it's all honestly owed to her. Um, because right. just on top of just some interesting influences from her, I think she also is has always been so good about in getting influences from her bandmates. And being like, uh, oh, like yeah. Natalie, you like rock? Let's take Red Hot Chili Peppers under the bridge and let's turn it into like an right. R&B version for us. Right. You know, like, yes. and so she's just, she's <laughs> super, super cool. Um, and also just like one of my favorite kind of black female pop artists from the UK. Um, but so their biggest song is mm-hmm. Never Ever, which yes. she co-wrote. <laughs> and it's about a really bad breakup that she went through. And this one two Brit Awards for British Single of the Year and British Video of the Year in 1998. And it was a huge hit worldwide, including hitting number four on the Billboard Hot 100 here in the US. Mm -hmm. And it's actually the third best-selling UK girl group single of all time after Wannabe by the Spice Girls and Shout Out to Mm -hmm. My Ex by Little Mix. And this song, it's still so good. It was one of the best (laughs) pop songs, uh, pop ballads, I think, ever. Um, Mm -hmm. and you can just hear the pain in the lyrics and the harmonies are beautiful and great. Oh, yeah. Such a good song. You know, it's funny before I actually knew who they were. I think every person, even if you don't know who all saints, who they are, if you don't know who they are, you know, the song, like it's been featured in an OST, which is an original soundtrack for those who don't know, Mm -hmm. but you've heard it in an OST. You've heard it in a commercial. You've heard it somewhere, especially with the intro of being spoken, spoken like that. Like usually kind of rap like, or like spoken word is kind of saved for like a bridge or maybe an outro to a song. But this was the intro of the song. And I think that's what made it uh, almost uh, easy to pinpoint when I first heard it again, Mm -hmm. you know, like, oh my gosh, I know this song. I know this song um another single of theirs is pure shores and chasne was asked personally asked to write a track for the beach soundtrack which starred leonardo dicaprio and it was co-written and produced by william orbit who was known for his work with madonna Mm -hmm. so (laughs) this song is an electronica dream pop song that has stood the test of time and is still remembered as one of the best girl group songs of all time i mean it's one of those songs where if you don't know it Mm, I'm probably going to doubt that because if you played Grand Theft Auto, it's even featured on their pop station in that video game. So at this point, <laughs> you're lying. You're lying. <laughs> yes. But yeah. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, so in addition to Chazenay's work with All Saints, like I mentioned earlier, um, she also mm-hmm. had a successful solo album and has written for other artists. And one of the most notable songs that she's written is How You Doing." by other British girl group, Little Mix, which is from their first album. One of my favorite Little Mix songs. And it's so funny because when I first heard it, I remember thinking, I was like, oh, this could be an All Saints song before knowing that she wrote it. Wow. Um, <laughs> and that just shows what a signature sound Chazenay has. Um, yeah, yeah, she's just such a brilliant songwriter. Um, but one song I actually have to highlight, which she didn't write, <laughs> um, but really <laughs> highlights her voice is actually Black Coffee from their second album, which was done by mm-hmm. William Orbit again. 
Chazney leads the verses and it's perfect mm-hmm. for her voice. She has a really interesting tone. Um, like it's kind yeah. of nasally, um, but there, I don't know. There's just like an interesting, it's just very I notable. know what you mean. Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's like that 90s, like, you gotta sing like this. Yes. You gotta, you know, like this. Yeah. <laughs> but it fits in certain situations for sure. Um, I uh, really like their debut song, I Know Where It's At. It's so cool. Like if I weren't such a goober, I would want to be the girls in the video. I would want to be all saints mm-hmm. during this time. Like, and then the, the rap at the end was very just like left eye-esque to me. And I love left eye. So the song is awesome. And I totally recommend it. Um, is there any other songs that you would recommend to our lovely listeners and viewers? Yeah. Well, so all saints have reunited um, since they had, they had a really bad breakup, which if you want us to do a one-on-one, we'll talk about that. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, they're, the albums they've released since they've returned are amazing. Mm-hmm. But I have to highlight a song called One Strike, um, which Chazanay wrote about fellow members, Nicole and fellow member Nicole's um, breakup with her husband at the time. Mm. Um, just a really well-written song. And it has a really interesting dichotomy between like being kind of uplifting, but also sad at the mm-hmm. same time. Um, and yeah, it just, again, just shows the different layers to her songwriting. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Next on our list is Samantha Mumba. Yes, I know. I know. Samantha Mumba. You're like, who the heck is Samantha Mumba? But I got to tell you that you know her song. Got to tell you. (laughs) So (laughs) I did that. So, I mean, at the age of 17, um, Samantha Mumba released this amazing, amazing song that took over the world, basically. She hails from Ireland, and she was discovered by Lewis Walsh, and she released her first single that, you know, everyone knows by now. And um, I think what made it so special was just, I don't know, the, the, the chorus is infectious, but also her voice. Absolutely yes. amazing voice. She, oh, my goodness. Oh, man. So she has a contralto voice, which is like the lowest mm-hmm. female range. Um, right. So cool. It me like Tony Braxton vibes. I just want to like pop yes. Tony Braxton, you know? <laughs> yes. It's just, again, just so unique. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, the songs are super catchy. She also released Baby Come On Over, um, which Baby. is just oh, so good. Like the video is so Christina. Yes. Like it looks just like Come On Over as well. Like that whole time period is just such a fun time yes. in pop. Um but yeah, unfortunately, though, she did actually take quite a long break from the music industry. So she was mm-hmm. she left Polydor Records in 2002, and then she kind of just disappeared from music for a minute. Um, she did do like some films and stuff, um, but she's actually been releasing music independently now. Yeah. And she released a song called Cool at the end of 2020, um, which is a fu- which is fun. What do you think of it? Yeah, I think it's good. I think it's nice for her to kind of return um after being gone for so long I mean of course like you said she's been doing things Mm -hmm. but it's nice to like really hear some music because you know her voice is you don't really hear that kind of tone in in like pop music Mm -hmm. and it's like and she described it as something that was like sexy different and more adult which is great of course 
Um, you know, she is finally working with um, just different kinds of artists and working with like Wanya Morris mm -hmm. and like m &E k Like she's really trying to put out good music, which I appreciate. And um, I think that whatever she puts out, hopefully she gets a little bit more attention for. And I hope she puts more music out because I mean, she has the chops and we're just waiting for it at this point. <laughs> Next up on our list, hailing from Barbados is Brianna Robin Fenty. Yes, pop royalty. <laughs> yeah, at, at this point, right? I mean, <laughs> her story is actually interesting because like a lot of the women on our list either, or not even, like a lot of them kind of just started off doing pop, 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 and then you don't really hear much from them, but I, I can like say that Brianna's kind of been here for like a minute from like the early 2000s when she was discovered by producer Evan Rogers and then signed by um, Jay-Z in 2005. Um, she's been she's been here up until now with her Fenty Beauty, as we all know about. Mm -hmm. um, it, if you don't remember that Rihanna had a whole pop life, allow us to remind you. <laughs> After initial singles inspired by Caribbean music, such as Ponder Replay, and she embraced dance music and became one of the biggest pop stars in the world. And of course, in the 2000s with hits such as Umbrella and Please Don't Stop the Music. Yes. And We Found Love, which was produced by Calvin Harris, was ranked by Billboard as the 24th biggest U.S. Billboard Hot 100 hit of all time. And She's just, she's released so many amazing singles, all influenced by different yeah. things. And she really is credited for bringing the Caribbean and dance hall genres to the forefront of American mainstream music. And mm -hmm. yeah, she hasn't released music in a minute, but she's still, even with just, you know, like the beauty campaign that she's doing and everything, she still remains one of the most influential Black women in pop culture right now. This is true. It's ugly until Rihanna wears it, y'all. It's ugly until <laughs> Rihanna wears it. <laughs> oh, so for my picks of her um, pop songs, they're they're both singles, uh, but SOS, which is a tainted love sample from the um, the group um, Soft Cell, is probably one of my favorite uh, little pop tracks from when I was younger. And of course, the iconic performance of her just vibrating. Oh, honey, if you don't know about it, it will be inserted. And then also, I love Only Girl. Um, something about it was just uh, very, I don't know. The video is gorgeous, of course, but that was from her Loud album. And that album was like freaking like just pop, just goodness mm -hmm. before she transitioned and started doing more R&B and things like that. And um, it was right after Rated R in that whole era. Yes. So it was nice to hear something a little bit brighter from her. Yeah. What about you, Chris? So one of my favorites is Where Have You Been? Um, yeah. And I, so I was a dancer in college and, and so literally every single dance crew at the time <laughs> did choreography to this song, but it was such a good song that it was fine that I heard it 30 times every competition, you know? Um, but yeah, she's just, she's just so good. Her voice lends itself so well to these different genres. Like she's really able to adapt mm -hmm. her voice while still really right. having a very recognizable voice. Um, I'm, right, I'm excited right. for her to come back. I mean, she's been saying she's been working on stuff and like trolling the fans for a, a few years now. <laughs> right. <laughs> but you know what? When it's when she's ready, we're ready. This is just building up the exactly. anticipation. So I hope it's good. <laughs> I, agree. I, <laughs> I think it will be. I mean, until then, we do have some other artists that we can listen to, such as our next selection on this list. Lizzo. 
is someone that we all know very well now. But uh, before she became as famous as she is now, she started rapping as a teenager in the southwest part of Houston in a group known as Alif or Aliyev. I don't know um, the pronunciation per se, but um, she formed a group at the age of 14 called the Corn Row Click with her friends. And around this time is where she actually acquired the nickname Lizzo, uh, which is like a variant of Lizza, you know, from the whole like Jay-Z, H to the Izzo, mm. E to the Izzo, that kind of thing. So that's how that name kind of developed. Um, Lizzo's discography kind of was more focused on hip hop and R&B, which is a little bit more different than the other women that we have featured on this list. She's had... Um, Lizzo Bangers from 2013, and she also had um, Big Girl, Small World in 2015. Um, so her discography was definitely geared more toward R&B and rapping, uh, and those elements are what we kind of see now. Mm. But yeah, so after signing with a major record label, Atlantic Records, uh, Lizzo released her first EP with the major label called Coconut Oil in 2016, and the single from that was Good As Hell, and it It was also featured on the Barbershop uh, soundtrack. And unlike her previous releases, this EP was more focused on self-empowerment and body positivity, and it definitely leaned a little more pop. And that was emphasized even more with the release of the album, Cause I Love You, which was her big commercial break, I think, in the the music industry. It had hits such Mm -hmm. as Juice, Truth Hurts, and she re-released Good As Hell with Ariana Grande, as a duet um and yeah so she's awesome she is so talented I love her flute playing that's really what caught yeah. my eye I think you know when she <laughs> brought that out I was like well, what is happening but it's like the most so memorable like she only has to do that once and yes. you will never forget that <laughs> right no I agree where did you see her do the the whole the fluting thing because I've seen her dressed up as Sailor Moon and I was like oh, who is this chick dressed up as yes have you seen that performance I don't think so I think I I think it was just like a a pride fan cam or Mm -hmm. something of her just like killing it like yeah yes (laughs) (laughs) and she'll turk at the same time so I think that's really interesting and yeah much like what you said with her um coconut oil release it was a little bit more focused on her body positivity and considering how I guess now that we are living in this age of the internet where people are seeing different kinds of people, uh, different kinds of races and body types, she is the unconventional pop star. And uh, beyond her being a woman of color, she is a woman um, who is plus size. Mm-hmm. So I think that's really interesting because when we see plus size women, usually they're in the form of a ballad singer or someone who is not considered as like a sex symbol or you know something that's like a pop queen or a pop diva yeah um you know so it's really cool that she was able to um find this kind of success but i also find it interesting that pop leaning more toward that genre is what really gave her a splash in music i mean her other music was you know empowering about self-empowerment and things like that but there was something about um i guess loving yourself in this kind of tune and loving yourself in this kind of way that really stuck out to people um and so for me some songs that I really like from her um it's one from coconut oil is worship me and then a single called fitness are two of my favorite songs by her what about you nice one of my favorites aside from juice which I think is still just one of the best recent pop songs um there's a song Mm -hmm. called soulmate on the because I love you album she's just such a cool pop star I'm very curious what she's gonna do next 
Um, ah, right. Think, What's the next thing? Yeah, because I think this this last album that she did release was very commercial and was very pop. Now that her name is established, I'm curious if she actually will kind of go back to a more hip hop y sound, maybe play uh, a little less to the rate pop radio. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be That's interesting. interesting. Yeah. Yeah, to, you, honestly, truth be told, I'm going to I'm going to kind of go there. If she does decide to do R&B and rap, I don't think she would be as accepted. Um, unfortunately, her body type, her look is not typically accepted in the realms of hip hop and R&B. Let's be real here. Um, you got Nicki Minaj, Doja Cat, Meg The Stallion. They all have this hourglass shape, be it doctored or not. They all have a shape to many people in the rap R&B scene, they don't really look at women like her, like, oh my God, she's a sex symbol. So if she does do that, I, I don't know how far she will go into it, mm. but maybe she'll just do pop with keeping the elements of the rapping. And, you know, I would like to see her incorporate more flute stuff. And uh, <laughs> and maybe, maybe I would love to hear her do a, um, maybe like a little collaboration with another plus size LGBTQ friendly UK artist named Shy Girl. Those two together, I'm not sure if you've heard of her, but those two together, that would be interesting because um, I just think the the aesthetic, number one, and their sounds mm-hmm. are different, but Lizzo is willing to experiment. So I think I'd be interested in seeing that. Yeah. Also, if you guys don't know Shy Girl, I do recommend looking up um, her songs. They're fun, um, but she didn't make it onto this list. But another UK artist that did make it onto this list is Brie Runway. At the age of nine, she actually experienced a lot of bullying and colorism, which caused her to bleach her skin. And it, it had a really bad chemical reaction. And due to that experience, that really helped shape her as a person and as an artist. And we can really see that present in some of her music videos, like um, a really cool song called Two On. Yeah, I see that too, for sure. Um, you and I were talking about, you know, off the air. Oh, uh, you we were talking about like how how tough it is, you know, just being a person of color. But I was expressing to you like, you know, um, being black. It is kind of just like around the time of earlier, like 2000s and 90s, of course, there was like this real sense of lighter is better and mm. I'm and you know even in the Asian community there is that sense of like you know just fairer skin yep. is nicer mm-hmm. right so I mean I can understand like I've never done that but I can understand the sentiment and feeling like oh my gosh if I did this I'd be considered beautiful um I think Bree's story is interesting and, and unfortunately she had to get I guess a chemical burn in order for her to realize that her skin was worth you know, was something beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, but she put that aside and eventually she was able to enroll, enroll into a music technology um, subject and learn about uh, the basics of music production. And as a result, Brie started making her own music and freestyling with her friends and things like that. And eventually she created her own home studio and released and recorded her own music. Her first project, Runway, one is a trap pop project that she actually posted on SoundCloud. Um, the songs are, they're, they're fun, but I have to be really honest, they do not even come close to what she's been putting out and, and what she would eventually release, such as Butterfly. Um, the video is actually on YouTube, um, and that was her first commercially released track. And then she followed that up with a breakup single called What Do I Tell My Friend? And it acquired a lot of attention because of its 
exploit ex depiction of exploitation of young females in the fashion industry and um I think the video is really uh, something because it's it's true. Like, I mean, even with me, when I meet up with photographers, I need to like do diligence, like mm. really look into them. Um, I've been fortunate enough to meet some really decent people, uh, but more often than not, um, there are some skis bags out here. And I think, I forgot the name of one in particular, but there was this one photographer who was reaching out to women and like just being really inappropriate and touching them. Mm. And so I'm not sure if it kind of correlates with this video, but Brie actually ended up killing this man in the video. So I thought that was pretty damn awesome. I'm not saying that someone should die, but for her to reclaim the narrative as not a victim, but you know, as a victor, I really did uh, respect that. Yeah, she's really cool. She has a lot of potential. I didn't know too much about her before we mm -hmm. decided we would feature her on this. Um, but even just like watching some of these videos and her voice is, is really cool. And she's she's a, very charismatic as well. I'm very yeah, interested yeah. to see kind of what happens next. Um, but <laughs> lucky for her, she actually did get a major record deal with Virgin EMI. And she released a debut album called The Runway. Uh, which features songs such as Big Racks and All Night. And she's also been featured on tracks with Rina Sawayama and Missy Elliott, yeah. you know, is an artist, <laughs> you know, that she's often compared to. So she, a lot of good things are, are you yes. know, coming, I think, for her. Yeah. yeah, I agree. And I think it's so interesting because it's like she gets featured on these tracks with like, a, you know, like, I'm not sure if you know Brooke Candy. Uh, I think Brooke Candy's kind of niche. But, um, you know, she gets featured on these tracks. She gets features mm -hmm. on her songs. And yet people are like, don't really know her yet. Um, you know, I think it's interesting because she is technically pop, but she does consider herself to be genre fluid and uh, genre blood blending and bending excuse me um which is true I do agree um I mean you've heard it she has like a kind of like a country guitar in the song like all night mm -hmm. um she has new metal which is kind of picking up some traction here um mostly in the UK unfortunately not in America yet but she has new metal in a song called little Nokia and then she has like this 90s bop um kind of sounding song in a song called damn daniel which features young baby tate um so i think she is very um eclectic eccentric and um, i'm kind of excited to see what she's going to bring to the table next i mean if she can get a, a feature with rihanna that'd be pretty damn awesome too <laughs> Ooh, yes put it out into the universe <laughs> right <laughs> but yeah so did you um like any song in particular yeah well i i think two on was so cool you showed me that video earlier um, again, yeah, she's just, she's got a really cool vibe. I'm like, I'm definitely yeah. going to dive deeper into this after, after we're done. <laughs> for sure. For sure. And I mean, unfortunately, this is the end of our list. I mean, it doesn't have to be the end. If you all would want some more, please let us know in the comments below. And of course we have a playlist on Apple, Spotify, and wherever else music can be found and playlisted. Um, <laughs> But yes, um, be sure to like and subscribe and, um, you know, let us know what you guys think. And if you have any artists that you are interested in or, you know, if you've never heard of any of these artists, please let us know. Until next time, that's Chris. That's Shan. And we are CCTV. Bye. <laughs>